Well, if you brought your Bibles this morning, please turn to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 1, we want to look at a couple of verses there, then we'll look at chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. I want to share with you a sermon this morning entitled, A Child Given, A Child Dedicated. If you would look at 1 Samuel chapter 1, and we want to look at uh, verse 27 and 28. I encourage you to go back and read that entire chapter. Read chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. But for the sake of time, we'll look at chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. God's Word says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord granted my petition which I ask of him. Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. And then if you would look at chapter 3. Chapter 3, verses 1 and following. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. And there was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was lying down in his place. And his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was and where Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And so he ran to Eli and said, Here am I, for you called me. And he said, Eli said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am. For you called me, and he answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Verse 8, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And so he arose and he went to Eli and he said, Here I am, for you did call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be that if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And so Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity to praise you, to worship you, for our dedication service, and now to open your word, share your word, allow your Holy Spirit to move upon every heart here. Give me the words I need to say, the right spirit to say them in. Keep us focused, we pray, upon you. Help us to set everything else aside and focus our thoughts upon you. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Chapters 1 and chapter 2, chapter 3 of Samuel, these pages really introduce a prophet who God will use to play a very critical role in the history of Israel. This child dedication that we witnessed this morning and the ones that we've had over the years, those taking place over the years, are not just a ceremony. 
They're not just an opportunity for these families to introduce their child to the church family. But however, this ceremony this morning, this dedication service, was a public statement of commitment of parents who have prayed for a child, and miraculously, they've been given one by God. Now, in return, they vowed to raise their child, their children, in a godly home. And with that intent, that one day their child would come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Really, their child would come to know God through Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. And this child will serve the Lord and be used of Him until His death. Now notice the text in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27. The Scripture says, for this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives. He shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. First of all, notice there's a prayer there in verse 27. For this child I prayed. And we learn from the context, chapters 1. Hannah was childless. Elkanah, her husband, she and Elkanah both were grieved because they had no children. He had a rival wife. Her name was Penanah. She kind of compounded the issue. She compounded the problem by taunting Hannah that she didn't have any children. She taunted her because of her barrenness. Therefore, Hannah does the natural thing that a godly person would do. She went and she prayed. Hannah prayed to God. She's not the only person that's ever prayed in the Bible that could have no children. Remember Sarah? She was barren. Rebecca was barren. Rachel was barren. Manoah's wife was barren. Elizabeth, Zacharias wife, John the Baptist's mother, prior was barren. So barren, barrenness can be seen in the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament. And based on a lot of personal testimonies that I've heard over the years, and even from some of you, you know what barrenness is all about. If you allow me to speak and give a personal illustration, we experienced the same thing in our life. Judy and I prayed. We prayed. We wanted a child early, right after we were married, and we prayed. And God blessed with a pregnancy. But the day the child was due, Judy went into labor, and most of you know the story from there. God saw fit to take the spirit of that child right as it was being born. And so what did we do? We prayed. We prayed for two more years. Then we prayed for two more years. And then we prayed for another year. And Corey Beth Clay, uh, Corey Beth Clay now, but Corey Beth Taylor kindly came into existence there in Mississippi. The point is being God can work in impossible situations to fulfill his purpose for his people. There is prayer. So don't be discouraged if you feel at this time that you're barren and 
God's not blessing you with a child. You just keep praying. So first, there's a prayer. And secondly, there's a devotion. Devotion. If you're having kind of a dry spell right now in your spiritual life, and you don't feel like God's answering your prayer, you're kind of in this dry spell, your prayer's not being answered, and there's a sense that God's not listening, or God's not leading, or for whatever reason, you think God's not blessing. You may sense that the joy of your salvation, for whatever reason, is not what it should be, and you know that there's something that's just wrong. Let me encourage you to do this. Check your devotion to the Lord. Check your devotion to the Lord. As you study the Scripture, prayer and devotion are always a key element in the birth of a child. Check your praying. Check your devotion and see what happens. Check your devotion. Genesis 15, 1 through 6, you have Sarah and Abraham. Sarah was barren, but God promised Abraham, a seed that would be a blessing to all nations. Abraham would be a blessing to all nations, to all people. Genesis chapter 25, 20, 21, you have Isaac and you have Rebekah. They were barren, but God blessed them. Luke chapter 1, verse 6 through 7, you have Elizabeth and Zacharias, and they were barren, but God blessed them with a son, John the Baptist, the forerunner of the Lord Jesus. The child, now listen, you need to kind of remember this, make a note of this. The child born to barren women always played a significant role in biblical history. That's something to remember. A child born to barren women always played a significant role in biblical history. Israel, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Samuel, John the Baptist. So the point is this. Regardless of your situation, God has a history of working in impossible situations to fulfill His purpose for His people, and He will use your child to do that. Great possibility. So, pray. When there is prayer, when there is devotion, you'll find there is a dedication Look at verse 28, chapter 1. You'll notice the dedication. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives, and he shall be lent to the Lord. And so they worship the Lord there. They worship the Lord there. If you lend something to someone, you kind of expect it back. Verse 28 says... I lent him to the Lord. I lent him to the Lord. You know, um, that word lend is better translated in the Revised Standard Version uh, and also in the New English Bible. I gave him to the Lord or I dedicate him to the Lord. When you lend something, you kind of expect it back. But in verse 28, how long did she lend her son to the Lord? All the days of his life, as long as he lives. Now that's important. I've committed, I've dedicated my child today, all the days of her life, and all the days of his life. I've dedicated him or her while she's a 
uh, a baby, while she's a, uh, an infant, while she's a child, while she's a teenager, while she's a young adult, when she grows or he grows into adulthood, all the days of his or her life, I have dedicated my baby to the Lord. Here's the point. When you dedicate your child to the Lord, it's not for one year, and it's not for two years, and it's not to after the service is over. It's not to after the new wears off. Your vow to the Lord is forever. If you will honor your vow, continue to pray, be devoted, I promise you, God will use your child in some way. Young age, he'll use it. Teenager, he'll use them. A young adult, he'll use them. An adult, he'll use them. If you would just honor your vow, continue to be praying, continue to be devoted, God will use your child. 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. I won't take time to read that again, but notice what Samuel says as he was called the third time. He says, speak for your servant hears, meaning I've heard and I'm waiting for instructions. So in closing, many of you can relate to Hannah. I know Judy and I can. First, you prayed. And then you devoted yourself to God. And God heard and he blessed you with a child. And you dedicated that child to God. You've done that. Many of you have. Then all of a sudden, things just don't seem to work out. When they get older, parenting seems to be a little more difficult. And I hear parents say from time to time, I just don't know what to do. Let me give you an idea of what to do. When you get to that point, when you don't know what to do, you've prayed, you've devoted yourself to God, you've dedicated your child to the Lord, and all of a sudden things are not working out. And you say, I just don't know what to do. Let me give you a little hint on what to do. This morning, perhaps you need to come and just renew that vow as a parent. You thought of that? I know parents who went through a service similar to the one that we had this morning. They're out of church altogether. And they don't know what to do. This morning, your child may be a prodigal. However, it may not be all the fault of the child. So today as parents, this may just be a day of confession and repentance. If you've turned from God, and you're not as close as you once were, this is a day to come to Him and claim 1 John 1, 1. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Don't think for a moment that if you don't pray and if you don't devote yourself and if you don't dedicate your child to the Lord, regardless of their age, that things are going to turn out okay. Really? 
this might be a time today to reevaluate about your vow you made to the Lord. You know, Billy Graham perhaps is the greatest evangelist during our period of time. And uh, they had several children. And they had one that was a rebel. His name was Franklin. And uh, Miss Ruth Graham prayed and prayed and prayed for Franklin. And all of a sudden she came to a point to where she just turned him over to the discipline and the love of the Lord. And she wrote this poem. I may have shared it before. Don't remember. The title of it is A Mother's Peace. A Mother's Peace. She waited for the call that never came. She searched every mail for a letter or a note or a card that bore his name. And on her knees at night and on her feet all day, she stormed heaven's gates in his behalf. She pled for him in heaven's high court. Be still and wait and see, the word of God gave. Then she knew that he would do. Do in and for and with him that which she never could. So doubts ignored, she went about her chores with joy. Knowing though spurned, his word was true. The prodigal had not returned, but God was God, and there was work to do. She just turned it over to the Lord, and she went on about her work, trusting in him. Listen, there's a prayer and there's a devotion, and there's a dedication, all because a vow was made years and years prior. Have you made that vow? How's the prayer going? How's the devotion going to the Lord? How's the dedication going? Perhaps today you need to renew that vow. That's how we word prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for an opportunity we've had just to experience the service today and worship and praise and the dedication and now to open your word and to, to understand Hannah's feelings but yet the power of prayer and devotion and dedication and I pray for each person here today I pray for parents that are here and have children and I pray Lord for those who have been told they could not have children and, Lord, they desire that. They feel like that's your will. And I know, Lord, that you'll bless them as they continue to pray. I know that. And so, Father, I come to you at this time, and I pray for those who have never trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. And I pray today, Lord, that they would humble their heart, as you've softened their heart, and they would step forward and pray, ask you to come into their life and save them. So, Father, I pray for each person here without you today that today would be their day of salvation. And I pray for those that need to recommit themselves to you. Reconsecrate themselves would be a better word. Help us, Lord, to consecrate ourselves to you, to give you all of ourselves. And, Father, I pray now that uh, you would be with others that make need to make other decisions in regards to uniting with this fellowship here or to be where you want them to be.
thank you for what you're going to do in this invitation. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.